0: You're listening to the Harvest Time podcast. We hope this message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. If you are in the Fort Smith area, we would love to see you in one of our services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9:30 and 11 a.m. Enjoy the message. So glad you guys are here with us. My name is Aaron. Uh, I'm one of the staff pastors here, and I just I'm excited to share a message with you guys. Uh, something that uh, I kind of shared on a, a couple months ago here in our church. Uh, and that's the idea of silence and solitude. And before I go into that, I just want to welcome again uh, anyone who's new here watching on the stream with us. We'd love to have you connect with us. You can text uh, Church to nine seven zero zero zero, or just drop in the chat. Just say, hey, I'm new and one of our team will reach out to you. We'd love to connect with you a little bit more. So uh, I'm excited to, to dig into this message for a few minutes and just talk about silence and solitude because right now in this world, in the world that we live in, we are finding ourselves in a situation that, that uh, very few of us have, have probably ever been in. And, and what's crazy about the world is, is just how it's been forced in so many ways to stop. Uh, the world around us has slowed down. Um, you know, businesses are, are not operating or they're operating slower or, or at half capacity. Um, I'm just, just everything around us um, is, is, is kind of just slowing in, in such a strange way. And what's crazy is that for many of us, while the world around us is slowing, if you're like me, you kind of feel like, you know what, everything externally is kind of slowing down, but internally, man, things, things are still going. In my daily life, like the pressure uh, of, of, of what's going on in my life, the, the things that I'm trying to do, um, the things that I'm trying to, to achieve, they're still there, man, and I, I've still got mouths to feed, right, I've still got bills to pay, I've still got rent. Do pretty soon. Um, I've still got emails to jump on to. I've got all these things. And so activity is still happening for many of us uh, on a pace that, that was happening before a couple months ago. For many of us, activity is still something that's that's constant in our daily life. And so the pressure of all of this has put us in this constant state of motion. And what's, what's so crazy is is that you know, while the world around us has slowed, we're still moving forward in this motion, and and it's kind of like it's kind of like it's kind of like the world like slammed on the brakes a little bit, right? And if you've ever been in a car, right, you know you're driving and, and and you know you're hitting the brakes, but the people next to you don't, right? You do the stop short and reach, you know, the Seinfeld. That's my move, right? And and like uh, you, you you feel like this whiplash effect. I don't know if you felt that, but I feel that a little bit. Of like, man, world and life and everything was going this direction, and then all of a sudden, it drastically changed. And in and, and my life, I've still got those things that I'm still going into. And there's motion, there's activity going on in my life and internally. And, and here's the thing, we've, we, for a long time, we've blamed the world around us for all of the things, all of the pace, all of the, the, the constantness, right? Like, like the desire and the needs that we're, we're, we're chasing and pursuing, the way that, that we try to, to try to pursue things in front of us, the, the, the way that we're always looking to kind of get to the next level. A lot of times we blame the world around us for those things. But now in this moment, it's becoming more apparent to me that the problem isn't everything outside of me. The problem is something internal. Like, the problem is that there's, there's this constant need for activity inside of me. Even, even non-activity, right? Like, if you're like me, maybe you've been on a Netflix binge a few times here and there, right? Uh, yes, I am still watching. Uh, maybe, maybe you've, I, I drove by Home Depot and I saw a line out the door uh, going around because people are getting home projects done for the first time. Uh, it, only, it only took, you know, a pandemic for us to be able to do some of those things, it, it's just, it's crazy to me when I look at the world, when I look at my life and I see that, man, there really is something inside of me that is, that is trying to continue to go and to move and to be in this state of motion. And so whether, whether, here's the thing, is whether you place your faith in Jesus or not, like you and I can relate. Because I know what it's like, like I know what it's like to work and to push and to try to be good enough. I know what it's like to try to attain. I know what it's like to think, man, I've got to do more. I know what it's like to be on that spin, right? And, and it's like no matter how hard you go, no matter, no matter what you do, it feels like there's always more to do the next day. And, and for the first time, I'm kind of looking at this and I'm saying, man, maybe the problem is something inside of me. Because it's tiring, right? And it leaves you so tired when you live that way. Uh, we, we live this way and, and, and what's crazy is we think that this is actually going to take us somewhere, Right? We do this because we think, man, eventually, like, I'm going to get to a place where I can just be content. Like Eventually, like, I'm going to work hard enough. I'm going to do enough stuff. I'm going to make enough money. I'm, I'm going to build a career far enough. I'm going to get a nice, nice enough house. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do all of these things, and eventually, all this activity is going to pay off because I'm going to be able to just sit back and enjoy. And strangely, it's like it never seems to come out. It never seems to satisfy us. The, the, the promise is empty, for many of us. And so we live in this constant state of motion. And so I want to talk about that for a few minutes, because I believe, I believe that God has an answer for this. I believe that that God knew that we would struggle to live in this way. And even in the middle of a pandemic, while the world shuts down around us, and we, we are now Looking internally and saying, wow, why do I have this activity going on? Why do I feel this pressure? Why do I have this anxiety? Why do I think I've got to do more and and I've got to jump into this thing or jump into that thing? And listen, I'm not downplaying that there's a lot of things that we still have to do. But I do think that there's an aspect of of silence and solitude that we could lean into in this season that maybe we wouldn't normally be able to. I want to look at Scripture together with you. Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. This is right after God has completed or, or, or spent six days creating the universe, creating the earth and the heavens and the water and, and the animals. God spent six days creating all that we know to be in existence. <clears throat> and this is what it says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. See, that word rested there, when we hear it, we think of something, right? Uh, in our mindset, we think that, okay, God was tired and he needed to rest. But that's not the way that that word was originally meant to, to mean. That's not, that's not the meaning of that, that original language. See, God why would why would God need to rest? Like why would God be tired? God doesn't get tired. His his energy is endless, right? His power is overwhelming. So why would God need to rest in the way that we think of rest, in the way that we think of, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I need to replenish. No, you see, God doesn't need that. This, this word, what it actually means instead of rest, it means to abstain. See, to abstain is to make a choice. And, and what I believe here we see in scriptures that God made a choice to pause. God made a choice to pause in order to continue his purpose. See, to abstain is to say, I could keep going, but I won't. You probably know someone in your life, right? You probably know someone who doesn't know when to stop. Maybe, maybe they don't know when to stop joking around, right? Like if you know someone, usually when we're in the room, we say, if you know someone like that, raise your hand. And usually they're sitting right next to you and you give them an elbow. And at home, you can tell them, hey, you know what? I'm, it's you, It's 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 you, my husband. It's you, my wife. Right? You go too far sometimes, uh, and and it's in the privacy of your home own home, and you can start that fight right now because we're not here in the room together with you. But but like like all of us probably have things in our life that we need to learn. Man, like I need to learn how to pause. I need to learn when to stop. And in the scripture, I see that God is making a pause. God is abstaining not to gain energy to complete His purpose, but no, the pause is actually part of the purpose why because when you look at this listen it says it says that on the seventh day God finishes work well God doesn't do any work on the seventh day on the seventh day the work is all already completed so that means that that part of the completion of what God's doing is in his pause in other words there's purpose in the pause. See, I think a lot of times we think that in our walks with God, that, man, I need to get alone with God so I can keep doing things for God. But, but, but I, I believe that, that Scripture paints a different picture. Listen, it's not that you need to get alone with God and you need to replenish so you can do more for God. No, you need to get alone with God because you need to get alone with God. You need to be with God. Why? Because there's purpose in enjoying God. That's why God paused all the way back at creation. Because, because he, it says right there that he wanted to enjoy his creation. I think it's the same for me and for you, that God wants us to enjoy him. But sadly, so many of us, we live in a constant state of motion, even right now, like we're trying to find things to fill our lives. Why? Because we're not comfortable with the silence and the solitude. See, it's, it's crazy that many of us live as though, as though God had called us, as though God had called our hands and not our hearts. Many of us live as though, like, everything that I do is, 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 is more important than, than who I am and who I be for God. And maybe, listen, maybe you're not a Christ follower, right? Like, maybe, maybe you don't know God. Maybe you don't know Jesus. And, and you've never thought about the fact that God wants you to enjoy him. You've never thought about the fact that God has more for you. And, and here's, what I, here's what I know. Is that you can, I can probably relate to you is, is that man, life is constant, right? And no, so, no matter where you're at in your spiritual journey, maybe you're, you're far from God, maybe you've never even thought about God. But listen, like when you look at life, it feels like tomorrow I've got to do more, like today will never be enough, and I've got to do more. And the promise and, 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 and the, the, the man, just the hope for a future, it seems like it keeps escaping you. Listen, God hasn't answered for that. God has a, has a way for us to live a different life than that. Maybe you're a Christian and you've been stuck in that. You've been stuck in this idea of just constant activity for God. Even right now in the middle of this pandemic, right, you've been stuck on this loop of trying to, trying to fill your life with activity, fill your life with time, fill your life with all these things. And God's, God's asking us to pause. I, I want to look at how Jesus lives in this in Luke 5 verses 15 through 16, it says this, but the news about Jesus spread all the more, and great crowds came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. Yet, and this is the key part right here, yet he frequently withdrew to the wilderness to pray. See, the world has conditioned us to be comfortable with crowds and with noise and with activity. And see, I believe that Jesus understands understands and understood that back then as well. Like, like he is sensitive to the pressure and the anxiety and, and the draw that we feel, right? Because there were crowds that were pursuing him, there were crowds that were chasing him. So in the same way that, that we feel that pressure from the things around us, Jesus felt that same pressure in his life. And yet, yet, he continued to find himself withdrawing in order to pray. Jesus made a habit of silence and solitude. Why? Because while his miracles and his ministry, right, his miracles of his ministry were really important, the fact is, is that his solitude was just as important. And it's not, again, it's not that his solitude fueled his miracles, although there was strength that came from that. His solitude was a part of his ministry. Jesus' aloneness with God was in and of itself and ends of itself. Jesus got alone with God, not simply so he could do great miracles, because if it was all about doing great miracles, he, could have, he, he didn't need the restoration. He was God, and so he could have just lived from miracle to miracle to miracle. Instead, Jesus shows us a pattern of, you know what, part of my purpose is to be with God. And so I'm going to get alone with him. And even though there's some powerful things happening in my ministry, man, I know that, that me being with God, there's purpose in the pause. And so Jesus pauses often to spend time with God. See, the pause is part of the purpose. And for many of us, the sad part is is that we live very active but very shallow lives. And silence and solitude, listen, silence and solitude is God's prescription for a shallow life. Silence and solitude is how God calls us into a deeper relationship with him. It's kind of like when I go to the water park with my girls, right? They're, they're really little, and so we splash around, they kick around, you know, they're running around in an angle high water, and they think it's just the greatest thing ever, right? They have no idea like how dirty that water is, and I do, and the whole time, I'm having a blast, but in the back of my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I hope I don't like get a sickness from this, right? And so, and so at the park, right, they're in, they're in shallow water, and you can have a whole lot of activity. You can do, have a whole lot of movement when you're in shallow water. But when you get into deep waters, that's when it's, man, that's when it's harder to have as much frenetic activity. When you get in deep waters, you kind of have to just sit and enjoy and relax in it. And so many of us, right, we're, we're never embracing the, the deep waters. We're stuck in the shallow waters, and, and we're, we're living this constant state of activity. Listen, I'll be honest. Like, I, I have to fight that in my own life, right? Because I work at a church, and I'm a, you know, I'm a pastor on staff here, and so it's so easy for me to live in ministry, and it gives me life, and it refreshes me. But at the same point, I've, I've learned this, that when I don't embrace solitude with God, and listen, it's really hard for me sometimes. But when I don't embrace solitude with God, there's an emptiness. There's an emptiness I have. And it's not just about refreshing me so I can go do more. It's about, It's about just... Finding purpose in the pause with God. I want to look at this scripture, be still. Uh, Psalm 46, verse 10, it says, Be still and know that I am God. See, scripture tells us to be still. It tells us to be still to understand who God is. It tells us to be still to, to really have the fullness and, and a full knowledge of who God is. Why? Because when you're still, check this out, when you're still, you begin to know who God is in a different way. When you're still, you kind of quiet everything around you and the pressures of the world and the anxiety and your dreams and and all the agendas that you have, they kind of get pushed to the side. And when you're still and silent and solitude and you just say, you know what, God, I just want to be with you, then all of the things that are pushing on around you, they're held up to the I am of God. And all of a sudden, their, insurfi- their insufficiencies are revealed. All of a sudden, their weaknesses are, are, are revealed. All of a sudden, you see that, you know what, this thing isn't going to lead me to the, th- to the place that I want. This, this job isn't really ever going to satisfy me in the way that I need it to. Man, me, me spending all my time on this activity isn't really going to meet the needs that I have. Man, even even the good work and the good things that I could do for the church or charitable organizations, even those things eventually kind of leave me somewhat unfulfilled. There's only one thing that's completely fulfilling, and that's the presence and the power of God in your life. And we can only really step into that when we're still. Listen, I believe this is true, is that without solitude, it is almost impossible to live a spiritual life. Scripture says to be still and know that I'm God. In other words, it doesn't come from all the emotion, all the activity. It comes from being still. And if you're not still, then it's hard for you to really know God. And so I believe without solitude, without solitude, it is almost impossible to live a truly spiritual life. And those are hard words for me to live in, for me to walk in. See, Jesus Jesus saved you. He saved you from this constant activity. Jesus saved you from the yoke and the burden of this world. Right? He saved you from all the pressure and all the rat race and, and all, the things, all the things that we think we have to do to make ourselves, Jesus saved you from the ego. Je- Jesus saved you from the selfishness. Jesus saved you from all of those things. He set you free so that you don't have to live in that constant activity. Jesus saved you so that right now, as the world around us has screeched to a halt, we don't have to keep spinning around to make ourselves feel worth it. We don't have to, we don't have to keep this constant state of activity. Jesus saved us from all that so that we could be still and know that he's God. God found purpose, there was purpose in the pause. And I believe there's purpose in the pause for you and for me. Here's the thing, if you never choose to pause, if you never choose to pause one day, one day you'll be forced to quit. One day you'll be forced to quit. See, Jesus did all of that work for us so that we could enjoy God. And so pausing to enjoy God puts us in a place to where we live, we live out of that, we live in that. We can, we can stop thinking about everything. It's, it's this totally countercultural thing of stopping all this thought process about everything I'm gonna try to do, everywhere I'm trying to get to, and instead, just be with the one who created me. If you never pause, then one day you'll be forced to quit. One day, your marriage will just overwhelm you. One day, your kids will push you to the limit. One day, your career won't be enough. One day your finances are going to frustrate you to no end. One day some type of loss is going to bring you down. One day hurt or pain or frustration is going to cripple you. But if you pause and you lean into who God is and you make that a practice in your life, then you'll find that one day you don't have to quit. You can just keep pausing and being with God. I want, I want to tell you this story as we kind of just end our time together about a man, he was, he, was a, he was a traveler and he was deep in the jungles of Africa. And he was trying to make a journey and so he hired some local, some local tribesmen to, to help carry his supplies and to go on this journey with them. And so, so they load up on the first day, man, they pushed the pace, right? They went, they went as fast and as hard as they could. And and they get and they stop and make camp. And the and the, the, the traveler man, he's just so excited because he's like, man, we're gonna make a really fast journey out of this. We're gonna cover this in no time. And so the next day he's getting ready and he's preparing, gathering all his stuff, packing up. And he looks around and he notices that that none of the, the, the tribesmen who've been hired none of the locals are packing up. They're all just kind of sitting around and resting. And and so he begins to ask, why is this happening? Why aren't we getting ready? We gotta we gotta go. And and, and, and they respond to him and he finds out, listen, you, they're not gonna go anywhere. They've, they've been pushed too hard. They know that they went too hard yesterday, so today, they're gonna rest. Their bodies went too far and they're gonna allow their souls to catch up. See, sadly, many of us live a life like that. This life to where we're constantly in the state of motion, we're wore down, but unlike those tribesmen, we don't know what it takes, or at least we're not willing to embrace what it takes to find the balance again. There's purpose in the pause. See, when I see God's word, it says that he completed the work in his rest. It's in his abstaining. God's showing us, listen, I want you to enjoy me. I want you, I want you to embrace me. And maybe you're here and you're, you're watching this, and you don't know God at all, let me just speak to you for a second. Because I, I, believe, that, I believe that God, I believe that God has a plan for you. Like maybe you're here and, and you're thinking, man, I, like, I'm tired. I'm tired of not feeling like I have hope. And I'm tired of, of buying into to all these other things that the world tries to sell me, to tell me that, that I'll be, be fulfilled. Man, maybe you're even like, man, I, I bought into religion and I worked really hard and I did all these things and I still felt empty. Maybe it's because you didn't really enjoy God in the way that you were supposed to. Listen, there is hope for your situation. There is hope for your anxiety. There is hope for your brokenness. And I would love to invite you into a relationship with Jesus right now. I would love to give you the chance to say, you know what? Like, I wanna put my faith in him. I don't wanna live in this constant state of motion. I don't wanna live believing and hoping and trusting that one day one of these things will make me fulfilled. No, I want to live knowing that God fulfills me. I want to embrace a pause with Him, and just spend time with Him. If that's you, if you want to, if you want to make a decision for God, and you want to talk to someone about that, we would love the chance to connect with you. You can, you can text us. Uh, you can text us uh, HT Prayer to nine seven zero zero zero. One of our team will pray with you, and and maybe you can even in the chat just just say something or, or throw something out there, and one of our team will connect with you. But we would love the chance to talk to you about the hope that Jesus brings. For the rest of us, for the rest of us, I wanna encourage you in this season, embrace pause. This is the first time for many of us that that we've ever had the chance, the ability to make decisions to slow down. Because the world around us has come to a screeching halt. And so for many of you, many of you, you've got the chance to pause. Don't fill it with other activity or even non-activity. Listen, this silence and solitude, the silence and solitude is not about me getting an agenda and me getting all this stuff done. It's about me just being with God. And so what that looks like is maybe you waking up 15 minutes early. Right now, just to make it really practical, put something in your calendar. If you're watching and you say, you know what? Like I do, I wanna lean into this enjoyment with God. I don't wanna get caught up in, in, in all the things that the world tries to tell me to do. I wanna, I wanna lean into that. Put, it, put something in your calendar right now. Make an alarm on your phone say, you know what, just get alone. And you go and you sit outside and you, you don't have any agenda. You don't have a bunch of prayers. You don't have a bunch of things you're trying to get God to do for you. or do. Any, no, instead you're just sitting and you're just saying, God, just, just be with me. Let me pause everything around me. Maybe you're a mom and, and so you've got the kids at home and, and, and so you need to just, you need to turn on bubble guppies or blues clues and, and, and throw some sugar at them and go hide in your car for a couple minutes. But do it and get alone with God. Don't even turn on any worship music. Just just say, you know what, I'm going to sit and exist and enjoy the one who created me. Maybe it's it's throughout the day, just one minute, maybe just one minute you just stop before you're doing something, saying, God, like, help me to stop everything around me and remind me, let me be still and know that you are God. Because when I know you're God, then everything else, everything else starts to fade away, all the pressure, all the yoke. I'm free from it. I would encourage you to make a practical step this week in this season, church. Let's, let's pause together as a daily habit. This week, let's make a rhythm to say, I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna enjoy God because there's purpose in the pause. Being with God is the, is the means and is the ends all in itself. So find time, make a way to pause to be with God. Let me pray for you and with you. Father, we love you. God, I thank you that your hand is on these people. God, I ask that you would, you would just show us right now in our lives where we need to pause. God, that you would speak to our hearts right now in our home. God, that there's people who don't have hope right now that you would give them hope in the name of Jesus. God, that your spirit, that your Holy Spirit would just overcome them, God, and just over, overwhelm them with the, with, with the sense of peace and hope and future that you give them, God. God, help them to know that in the pause, you are with them. because they don't have to put their trust in anything else, but that they can trust in you. That if they will be still, that they can know that you are God. Father, we love you and we thank you in your name. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. You can learn more about our church at harvesttime.net or by following us on Instagram. To stay up to date with more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time.